Boasting the bubble with Tasha and Orlin. My name is Tasha, and today Orlin is not here, but I am joined with two um, equally exceptional people, Makila Taylor and Sydney Maddox, and I will let them introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Makila Taylor. I'm a sophomore psych major with a women and gender studies minor. Okay. My name is Sydney Maddox. I'm an international studies and Spanish double major. Hooray. So today, Makila and Sydney have joined me to start a short series on self-expression. And this first part is going to focus on hair. And so to set off the conversation, I sent out a survey to students here at Barry uh, with a few questions asking them where they get their hair done and how their hair plays into their self-expression. And the first question I asked them was, where do you get your hair done? And I asked, is it in the Rome area? Do you go back home? Do you do, do, you do it yourself? Or is there someone on campus who does it for you? And 50% of people said that they do it themselves. What about you, Makila and Sydney? Yeah, I do it myself. Um, I try to get my hair done when I go home, but I live seven hours away. Mm-hmm. And so I don't go home a lot. And usually by the time I go home, I've done it already. Mm-hmm. So I do my hair myself. Yeah. And it's, I, oh, so no, sorry. No, you're good. Um, out of necessity and convenience, I usually end up doing my hair myself. I think it's nice to go and get, like, pampered some of the time. Mm-hmm. But the places I'm used to, what I know is at home. So mm-hmm. around around Rome, it's usually, like, I wake up in the morning and do it myself. It's also fun to just, like, experiment, mm-hmm. explore something new every day. Yeah. Since yeah. I have an opportunity. Yeah, I do my hair myself, too, and sometimes I go back home when I'm getting it braided, or I braid it myself, but mm-hmm. most of the time I do it myself. And so this is an important question to ask very students of color, especially because we live in Rome, Georgia, once again, and mm-hmm. the services available for us to do our hair here are not, um, what's the word? Plentiful. Yes, <laughs> plentiful, yeah, yeah. So that's why I started with that question, and when I asked people where you'd or who you'd recommend to someone to get their hair done. Many people said just do it yourself, and they have, uh, or go back home. <laughs> they have a few hair salons that they recommended. Like, they have a hair salon on Shorter. Timas, Bubba's. Yeah, and uh, barbershops, but I don't think, and they have Friendly Brothers Barbershop, they said. But I f- wish a few more people did it so that they could recommend more. But... Yeah, I have definitely had many conversations about where to get your hair done at Barry, and um, it's, as I said, there's not a lot of options for us. But why I chose to focus on hair as a part of self-expression is because I feel like in the black community, our hair means a lot to our culture, to our, the, uh, it's a statement on how far we've come, where we've come from, and who we are. Uh, individually and just as a community. So I would like to ask the ladies that I have here, what does hair mean to you or your hair? (laughs) Um, For me, Mm -hmm. it means a lot. I've been obsessed with hair since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom was always crazy dynamic with her hair. She wore perms a lot. She didn't stop wearing perms until she, um, until I was like nine. Mm -hmm. Um, But she never let me put, like, any chemicals in my hair, which Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful for. She's like, no perm, no anything. Yeah. Um, But, like, so I have a sister, and so my mom would do the same day 
my mom would do my hair, she would do my sister's hair, or she would do my hair one day and then my sister's hair the next. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of hair. A wash day. We're going right. to talk about what a wash right. day is. Yeah. It's an event. And mm -hmm. so I would sit there and I would watch my mom, and she would. She started to buy me my own dolls and stuff. And so whenever like I watched my mom, I started to replicate what she was doing. Mm -hmm. And she noticed from a young age that I was like really like invested in hair and mm -hmm. my hair and her hair. Um, so hair means a lot to me. I'm very particular about my hair. I don't like people like touching it. I like I getting my hair done, but even a lot of people don't know this and this is why I don't try a new hairdresser. Mm -hmm. The hairdresser that I have back home has been doing my hair since I was 11. So almost wow. a decade. Um, and like I followed her, she's changed like someone's three different times and I followed her to each one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm very like particular about my hair. So it's super important to me. Um, I don't, I put a lot of like negative self, um, kind of, kind of like a lot of self-worth negatively on my hair as, at a younger age, but mm -hmm. coming to Barry and having, having so many women of color, so many black women, um, be in my circle, that's kind of like definitely shifted. So I'm thankful for that. Mm. I um, think for me, for sure, my hair is my cute. And I think for as long as I can remember, like growing up, mm -hmm. hair was always either, like getting done or being talked about, yeah. especially when it came to like picture day and Easter. I just remember like sitting on the floor between my mom's legs, her like trying to do my hair for the next day and getting all gussied up. I think it was fun, especially like whenever my cousins would come over, it was always like, what new hairstyle are you trying? Like who did your hair? Who's mm -hmm. going to do my hair and everything. It was always like a, it's a, it's an event, especially when it comes to wash day. Like that's a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember growing up, my mom was, I'm so let me preface this by saying I'm the youngest mm -hmm. of three of us there are three kids i have two elder brothers mm -hmm. so my mom didn't do a whole lot of hair yeah so by the time i came around was not an expert necessarily mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. <laughs> i think the process of me learning how to do my hair has been pretty much over the internet i think i started going on youtube and yeah. looking at like how to take care of my natural hair which is very different than like whatever regular, regular hair products, like, hotels kind of give you. Like, mm -hmm. there's a whole lot of nurturing that has to go into mm -hmm. it, learning about your hair texture and your hair type, the best way to take care of it. Mm -hmm. And, like I said, like, I don't have an older sister, so whenever it was time for me to do my hair, I'd Google search, like, fun natural styles yeah. or, like, how to do box braids and just mm -hmm. kind of experiment and everything. I think it was fun. And on a note, I know you asked earlier, like, where do you recommend getting your hair done? Mm -hmm. That was a question I've been asking for three years at Barry. <laughs> I saw, I know I put it in the BSA yeah. group message a couple of I times. I no Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I got two responses. One was Tima's, um, the like African hair braiding salon, mm -hmm. and the other one was Bubba's. I've never been to each of them, so I can't really speak about the experiences there. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, I think they're few and far between, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me. My hair, yeah, it means it means a lot, and it, we've been through a lot with my hair. I think it has a life of its own. <laughs> I have a lot of hair, and I always have. Like I would go to the hair salon when I was a kid, and someone else would come in after me, and they would leave before me because my hair was still being done. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And I have four C. That's my texture. Okay. And so with the vo oh yeah, love it. <laughs> <laughs> and with the volume, it's just it's so much. And I would say so. I grew up in Kenya. And at the time I grew up, most people were perming their hair and the whole natural hair thing was not, you know, it was not there. Like, like people were still using, what's that? 
the pink lotion. Do you remember pink lotion? Oh, yes. Yes. Pink lo- yes. I can smell that. Right. Yes. That and the jam. I can smell it yes. right now. Yep. So uh, my mom, my mom is very experimental with her hair. So she, she would perm it. She would cut it. She would uh, wear weaves and wigs. But she didn't, I would say she did not really know how to deal with my own natural hair. So I would keep my hair braided in cornrows and braids with the barrettes and you know I I, I love all of them. Yes. <laughs> but when my hair was open it was it was definitely hell. And I remember when I was seven, I begged my mom to take me to the barber shop so I can cut it off and she was just like, Okay, fine, because it was that that hectic. So I cut off my hair. I permed it when I was going to high school, so I, I was twelve, so I permed mm-hmm. it. And then I big chopped it when I was 16, and so I've been natural ever since. So wow. that's been the journey. And now uh, I'm doing my hair, my own natural hair, a lot more. I learned how to braid when I was um, during that big chop period when my your, your hair is like an awkward length and I didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> and I started wearing my hair out in an afro, which is, has been a whole thing because I was not as confident. My texture has always, I've always gone back and forth as to how or like my my acceptance of it. Because, especially here at Barry, when I came here freshman year, that was 20, what, 17? The girl, there was very few um, black girls compared to now. And the girls who were, wore their hair open were the ones with the looser textures, the four A's and maybe four B's, but looser textures. So not, girls, not a lot of girls with afros like now, which I love to see. I see Jasmine with her afro every time, and it just yes. gives me life. Yes. I see and a lot so, of butterfly locks all over the place. Oh, it makes oh me my smile. goodness, yes. Mm-hmm. Sydney, when love Sydney it. came, because Sydney came as, as one year uh, below me. She's a junior, I'm a senior. And so she has the best braid ass, the best twist outs, <laughs> all of it. She would wear, yes. I think that's how I remember Sydney, is of seeing her walking through Evans with her hair out and her backpack just walking. <laughs> <laughs> Very cute. So I think it does um, empower other uh, women of color to wear their hair out when you see other women do that. Mm-hmm. So that's what my hair is. And Makila talked about the infamous wash day. I'd like mm-hmm. everyone yeah, to get an idea of what wash day is. What is wash day? <laughs> <laughs> wash day. I know it can be as often as necessary. Mm-hmm. Certain hair textures don't require wash day every single day. Mm-hmm. And like I play lacrosse, so my hair will get sweaty pretty often. Mm-hmm. If I wash my hair every single day, like it will fall out because yeah. it gets so dry. Mm-hmm. So it's like once a week. It's a it's a whole process. Like if the goal is to take care of your hair when you wash it, it mm-hmm. starts with detangling specifically from the ends and then whatever special kind of like Mm co-wash and then the wash and then the rinse and the repeat and Mm -hmm. then the conditioner and then deep conditioner which takes like an added amount of time it's a whole it's a whole 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 event Mm -hmm. and I think labor like that specifically is a labor of love especially if you're doing someone else's hair like it's a very intimate process to like put someone else's like hands on your head. Like if it's your mother or mm-hmm. someone who's doing your hair, mm-hmm. it's really truly to nurture you. And I yeah. think that wash day is the same kind of thing. It's a whole event. It takes time, but yeah. you're putting love into yourself. And yeah. at the end, when you have like that nice defined curl pattern, hair like texture, it's healthy. Like it's worth it. It's worth mm-hmm. it. It's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Wash day for me is every two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes my hair is like really dry or. Like, I have my scalp is killing me. Mm-hmm. I'll do a co wash in between. Um, but for me, it was always like, I thought it was so funny growing up because I I have a sister. So it's like, that's a lot of hair. I had a lot of hair. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of 
I do have a lot of hair now, but it's not as like long. Mm -hmm. um, but growing up, I had a lot of hair and I did a lot of things. So I danced when I was younger. I was a Girl Scout. And so I always wanted to have like nice hair. And so mm -hmm. my mom would do my hair um, and I would cry mm -hmm. so hard. Yeah. She, I am tender headed as hell. Me too. And she, I, I really thought she was trying to hurt me sometimes. <laughs> and she would be like yanking my head. When you said that, you're, you're sitting in between her uh -huh. legs, yanking my head. My dad would be like, if you don't leave my daughter alone. I remember, uh, I remember yawning. Yawning to pretend like the tears are from me yawning instead of from oh, the pain. Oh, no, sob. I, I didn't care. I was like, Mom, you're hurting me. I swear yeah. she put her foot on my back and then just gives the comb <laughs> in the room. Like, she right. did not care. Or they hit you with the comb, like, sit straight. Right. Yeah. Like, well, it's my, my fault. Sister, my sister fell asleep every time my mom put her hands in her hair. Wow. I, I was like... It's soothing for her. Either... You're doing something different where she likes getting her hair done. Mm -hmm. And so, like, when I started to learn how to do my own hair and wash and all that stuff, mm -hmm. it was at a weird time because I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood. So I wanted to look like the white girls. Like, mm -hmm. I wanted to have my hair straight. I wanted to, like, be able to... I remember, like, picture day one time. I did my own hair for the first time for picture day. And I washed it. And I left it natural. Mm -hmm. I had like a puff and then I had like a like a kind of bang like a swoop okay, bang. I was like, okay, I'm so ready. And I like remember asking like this mom volunteer like, can I have a comb? Mm -hmm. And she was like, no, you don't need it. And oh. proceeded to give like all Here's the white girls own. combs. And I'm like, why wouldn't I need a comb? Right. I didn't ask you if I needed it. And wow. so I remember from like that on being a pivotal like moment and because I danced I danced with a lot of white girls we had to straighten our hair mm -hmm. because they wanted our hair a certain way yeah and so like I I just did not take care of my hair the way I should have for a long time and um, one year in middle school my mom went on a trip she not a trip she was working in australia for half a year oh wow and so i was in charge of doing my hair and my i was in charge of making sure my sister did her hair mm -hmm. um at least washed it yeah um and like i remember like at one point i noticed like my hair like was like it just was dead it was completely dead mm -hmm. and like i ruined it and I remember getting, like, bullied a lot for my hair. And so at a certain point, like, I, I was like, Mom, can I, if I, like, pay for it myself, can I just keep going to the hairdresser yeah. every month? And so I did, and she would always be like, she was, like, another mom to me, so she would always be straight with me. Like, obviously I'm paying her, but she was like, you know, why don't you just keep your hair natural? You have a beautiful curl pattern. Mm -hmm. Like, we can just get it the way it was. Mm -hmm. Why don't you keep it natural and just, like, like, I was like, no, I don't want to. And just the bullying really, like, kept me from, like, really taking care of my hair the way it should. Mm -hmm. so, so coming to Barry and seeing all these beautiful black women, like, with the most beautiful natural hair. And then my sister started wearing her natural hair. She mm -hmm. started wearing, like, afros, the mm -hmm. most beautiful afros. She had the prettiest box braids. She would do color sometimes. Yeah. Like, looking up to my sister and then looking up to these girls at Barry, I was like this is the time like where I can be who I am and forget about all the like past hate and negativity that was sprung on me. Yeah. So I really started to take care of my hair and really started to get into like hair YouTube and like 
learning how to do the twist out, learning how to do the braid out. And like, I still struggle. And so sometimes it gets me down and it's like, ugh, like it makes me like feel less beautiful. Yeah, I'm mean, not alone with struggling with those tutorials. Yeah. Sometimes right. I feel bamboozled. It's tough. It's right. Tough. <laughs> like, can I ask, I know you mentioned growing up in like a predominantly white area mm -hmm. and then the hate that you experienced, was that, how was that? I remember like one day, like I remember this vividly. I was on the school bus mm -hmm. and these guys sprayed like axe in my hair. I went home and axe. I like, axe, body spray. I cried so hard. My dad like went to all of the guys' houses and he like cussed them out. Not dad. Yes. Oh. I was I remember like I don't know, just girls like putting stuff in my hair mm. and just like saying nasty things about it. And so I that's what like really like, my dad would always ask why I didn't leave my hair, like, unstraightened. And I'm like, I didn't tell him even half this stuff. The only reason I told him about the axe situation because I couldn't stop crying. Yeah. Oh. And he was there when I came home. And so that was really hard for me to deal with. Like, so, and I, I, you know, I've always been obsessed with hair and, like, makeup and mm -hmm. stuff. And so I, I, I just kind of what is the word, assimilated to mm -hmm. the environment I was in. Yeah. Um, and, like, even for a year here at Barry, because we, I, I saw the black girls, but a lot of my friends, you know, I'm in a scholarship cohort, so a lot of my friends are white. Mm -hmm. um, and we didn't ever really talk about hair. Yeah. Even, like, it wasn't until, like, situation where a f mutual friend of ours made a comment about hair that I didn't really understand the magnitude of what I went through as a child so mm -hmm. I think it still has an effect on me now like even like I feel like now I can do whatever I want with my hair like I don't yeah. care what anyone says I can as you should I, I mean, can yeah. well, leave it out I, I really don't care as much mm -hmm. but sometimes even now like like I, I told y'all earlier I cut my own hair this weekend yeah that's incredible Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, like, just feeling that free and, like, doing whatever I want. But also, like, I w it was, like, the middle of the night. So I was, like, 2 in the morning when I did it. I, it always, and that's, like, when all your mind and thoughts go through. So I oh, was yeah. just, like, ooh, like, I, I'm reverting back to those old negative thoughts. And so mm -hmm. I'm so glad you're doing something like this because hair is super important. Yeah. At least for... I know women of color, it's really important to it talk is. about. It is, absolutely. Yeah. I know, like, growing up also, I was, like, in a predominantly white area, and my mom was never, like, hair expert, so I never looked like what my counterparts look like. Mm -hmm. And I know, like, as a mature, wise 21-year-old, <laughs> I understand now that, like, your worth is not defined by your beauty or your exterior appearance, mm -hmm. and that can't be set by other people. Mm -hmm. But, like, going throughout elementary school, middle school, and high school never being, like, the ideal beauty standard. It did kind of, like, color my mm -hmm. perception of myself, mm -hmm. especially at Barry. Now, there are more people of color on campus, mm -hmm. but not nearly enough to the extent where I feel like I fit the beauty standard here. Mm -hmm. That was that was rough. So my hair never being was ideal at the time, never getting that attention I kind of desired. It was It always hurt, but I think, like, Going from that to middle school when I started doing my own hair, yeah. I also wanted to straighten my hair every day so I could like blow in the wind, I could have all these locks, mm -hmm. like all the girls and everything. Yeah. At the same time, like 
I was playing lacrosse then, yeah. so I would like sweat every day. And right. So I had to go home and like mm-hmm. shower and straighten my hair every single day. Like it did so much damage to myself. And I'm like looking back now, like that was cr- like I don't think I'd do that now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that did take like a period of growth. Mm-hmm. And I remember like the first time I did my own hair, I put braids in. I put box braids in yeah. the day before high school graduation. Mm-hmm. And my mom was terrified because she. She didn't know if I had the hair gene or not, so that was like a. It was a it was well, that a, was your first time my doing first box time. braids. Yeah, I had family coming in, like we were taking pictures That's and everything, bold. and I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something new." It worked out. Fortunately. <laughs> <laughs> For the most part, it worked out at least in the front. Fortunately, the graduation yeah, the cap, cap kind of covered. Cap covered everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The the length, the length, the length inches was all the matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, for me, um, my background, of course, is different from both of y'all's. I grew up with mostly black people, Africans, mm-hmm. but when it comes to hair, I would say that's a place where the remnants of colonization are very, very evident mm-hmm. because Kenya was colonized by the British. I may have said this, said this already in this um, podcast, but it was colonized by the British, and so um, most schools have a uniform that we have to wear, and it's mm-hmm. very, very, very English, and also in the terms of our hair. Uh, so growing up, we would have to have our hair in cornrows to the back. And mostly for um, public schools, you can't have box braids. You can't really experiment. You can't have your wow. you know colors out. You can't really wear your, your afro out. And so what people... And if you, if you want to wear your hair out, it has to be permed or relaxed. Wow. And then you hold it back. They mandate yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. In public schools. In private schools, they're allowed to wear like braids. But since most of them, uh, like my sisters, they would say it's only black the color black, so you're not even, or even dreads would be seen as just unkempt, unruly. Wow. Yeah. Can I yeah. ask a follow-up question? Mm-hmm. Dreads that are, like, washed and, like, retwisted, like, kept. And but Yeah, it's, that's, at least for me, when I was back, when I was there, you would be advised just, no. Can I ask another question? Mm-hmm. Other hairstyles, like, like a buzz cut or, like, so for guys really really like colorful hair or like no no colors no colors for guys you have to cut your like has to be all gone what yes but now of course things are changing but i would say they're changing mostly in the city and in maybe private schools because the parents will complain like we're paying for this like you cannot tell my child what they cannot cannot do especially since like that's not Cheap like perms to keep up with that. It's not cheap. Yeah. It's also damaging. It is Super very damaging. damaging. But as I yeah. said, like it's definitely because of like the Eurocentric view of beauty. So like, if your hair is four C, like they still use words like your hair is hard or it's you know like difficult. And of course yeah. we know that's not language you're supposed to use. You know when you're trying to accept your hair and like see it as as beautiful. And I and I use that all the time. Even probably till a few years ago, I was like, my hair is hard. It's because I just didn't know what to put in it and how to take care of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's that's what I, I grew up in. And now there's less of it, of course, because when the wave, like the natural hair wave came, and that was through social media. So that same thing happened in Kenya. People were just like, okay, yeah, yeah, let me. Okay. My fro, it's beautiful, and okay. it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of coming back. But in schools, I would say um, this, it's still there, the same thing. And in rural areas still... Uh, your hair, like sometimes they even make everyone, even if it's a girl's school, just cut your hair. 
just for it to be especially since school is a very formative part so if you're teaching a standard to be manageable for you to be tidy it's like we're not you're teaching in the military yeah yeah Yeah. it should be a place where self-expression is encouraged but if you have blue purple red no you're not allowed yeah and for me my mom had me in very eclectic clothes and hairstyles growing up and i remember one time i think we went for a wedding and then i came to school and my hairdo was still in so I was obsessed with Willow Smith. I was definitely, yeah. I was convinced I, I, I was Willow Smith. Tell me you were whipping your hair back and forth. Whipping my Please. hair. Remember that was like, what, 20, 2011? 2012, I think so. Yes. I remember that when That song came like, out. Yeah. Me and my family almost broke our necks whipping our hair. <laughs> and so I was like, and she was like, what do you want to do? So I, so I had um, braids at, like on the side and then her, her mohawk type of look. And then yeah. like the curly hair coming down. So I, they put extensions in the middle. So that's what I had. If you didn't have the mohawk I extensions had in the style. middle in 2011, right. you weren't cool. Yeah. So that, I have a staple. Yeah. <laughs> so I go to school, and my mom like was very, very ballsy. She's just like, I just go. She's preparing me for school. Like, <laughs> but I'm the one who has to deal with, you know, the second degree when I get there. Or the, the, th- is it the third degree? The third degree. <laughs> and so I show up, and every every. Uh, teacher who who I came into class talked about it, and especially there's this one. I remember his name, but let me just protect his identity. <laughs> <laughs> but he came in and he just like picked at my hair because it was just it was different. And like mm-hmm. y'all said, it's it's a, it, there's a formative years, and I think people you should be allowed to explore good or bad, do whatever you want with your yeah. hair. But that's what I grew up with. So when I came to the U.S., my hair was was relaxed still so Mm -hmm. I I kept on with that but it just uh, yeah my hair was thinning out and it couldn't take it anymore so that's why I cut it but my mom herself now she asks me for advice because Mm -hmm. the way she was raised she has hair just like mine and they didn't know what to do with it either so I had to learn through YouTube as Mm -hmm. well all the products all like all, all the products for wash day, I, I have everything. My, I feel like my hair products would take me a duffel bag, a full duffel <laughs> oh, bag, for, for sure. sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I do my own hair um, now, and it's definitely an important part of my self-expression. Like, I remember last semester, I don't know what got into me, but I had these really long braids. Like, I took an expression braid, I did not cut it. I braided them all the way down, so nice. they're all the way, like, down to my ass. <laughs> and then I was looking at them in the mirror, and I'm like, this is looking a little bit too bland. And I added beads, like wooden beads. Those were so three, I remember those. Because yeah. so I was just like, stupid cute. You. Really? Oh my gosh. Thank you. So, and cute. I remember when I finished them, and I, I they looked they look really good to me in the, in the mirror. But then when I was stepping out, I was like, you're going to draw so, so much attention. That's what you yourself. should. Good. I mean, yeah, I, I, now I don't care, but I that thought definitely crosses your mind. Like, because mm-hmm. you stand out. You stand out in a place where people are, you know, conforming and just dressing very basic. You don't even have to be doing much. Mm-hmm. A T-shirt and jeans that are, f- like, form-fitting, like you said, and all of a sudden, wow, mm-hmm. you have done the most. You know? Right. I know, because especially growing up, like, I around the time of puberty, you know, developing a figure. Yeah. And in things like Girl Scouts and in, like, sports, we all have to wear the same uniform. Mm -hmm. Even I was in, like, some theater club. We all had to wear the same type of shorts. Mm -hmm. And a large on some people and a large on other people just simply don't fit the same. Mm -hmm. And 
for whatever reason, people make it seem like I'm doing something, like I'm like I'm the problem, like I don't want the shorts to fit, or it's it's my fault that they like I'm just simply existing and I'm just wearing clothes. It's like all I'm doing at the end of the day, but still being like kind of like at the the butt end of some really negative, like extremely inappropriate comments, especially for a budding minor. Like that's very very odd, very strange. That's that's just the world we live in, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, like I was saying, it's taken it's taken a while to be comfortable, and that's one of the questions that I put in the survey: Are you comfortable wearing your hair the way you want to at Barry? And I don't know what both of you would say to that. I'm I would say I'm getting comfortable. Mm-hmm. I I think like this past semester has been like a lot of growth, um, and like loving my hair and trying to take care of it mm-hmm. and take care of myself because I think it is a form of self-care. Yeah. Um, but um, like you said, it's I I have no problem with the tension. <laughs> like, we know this. <laughs> we know. But I, I don't know. There's something about, like, just this culture here that is so, like, I think it's because it's a lot wider than any other school I've ever been to. Mm. And so, like, it, I feel like sometimes I'm reverting back, but I have grown a lot. It's like, what is it, like two steps forward, one step back. Yeah, it takes time. So I feel like sometimes I do revert back to that, like, being afraid, like, when I do wear my natural hair, like, oh, maybe I should, like, just leave it in braids Mm -hmm. or, like, just, I don't know what I should do. Yeah, that was my technique, to leave my hair in braids. Right, but I'm like, I can... I'm also still learning how to do different styles, and so I wanted to look... The best it can and so i'll i try to like when i do wash day i'll, I'll do it on the weekends and mm-hmm. so i try to like practice different styles mm-hmm. um well because i don't really go anywhere on the weekends so <laughs> like i'll try to practice mm-hmm. different things so i'm get i'm getting there it's yeah. i still have a long ways to go i'm learning a lot of like negativity and hatred from that went on from of course, here. yeah 18, 19 years of my life. Yeah. So. You were taught that. You had time. no choice. Yeah. Right. But yeah. unlearning something you've been taught your whole life is difficult, but it's, like, so much more worthwhile, especially when it's as something as personal as hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's big. And once you get there, for me, it's liberating. Anytime I wear my hair out in, a, out in an afro and I don't think of it, like, hard or difficult or just mm-hmm. too much, I just feel like I've, I've accepted... I've, or I've like I'm locked one more piece of myself. Mm-hmm. You're time. winning. Yeah. 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 Achieving, truly. <laughs> yeah. And so would you say you're comfortable? I am. Mm-hmm. I think I am now probably more than ever. Mm-hmm. And I think that if I ever do find myself in a situation where I'm uncomfortable about what people might say, might say mm-hmm. or people around me are uncomfortable with my hair, yeah, it's more of a litmus test, kind of like, okay, like if my hair being one way is going to change the way you see me, yeah. change the way you talk to me, mm-hmm. it's probably best that... Mm. Maybe you stay over and I can stay right. over here. Right. <laughs> like, right. if it's that big of a deal, then, right. then okay. Um, definitely trying to, like, find my circles in that way. So mm-hmm. I think that in this circle, yeah. me changing my hair would be appreciated and it'd be oh, valued yeah. kind of thing. But in others, not so much, which is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that now, I think, more than ever. I think high school me and middle school me would have been 
completely different answer. It would have been, I have to conform. Okay. I don't care how healthy it is as long mm-hmm. as it's, like, whatever standard. Mm-hmm. But I'm over that now. I am the standard baby, okay? Yes. Look, so now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I asked that question because college is an important part of you experimenting and figuring out who you are in so many important ways. And I think playing with, with your hairstyle should be something so simple, but it's not that simple if you're in a space that would not encourage that. And I asked also if people are, are concerned about what, how their hair would be perceived in the corporate world, because we know, like, we, yeah, I don't know if you all have had this conversation about what is professional and what is not. And for me, I had to think maybe I'm in an echo chamber where people are saying, you know, like, dis- dismantle all these um, definitions of professional and, and, and clean and um, acceptable. But are you all concerned about how people would perceive your hair in the corporate world? <laughs> I wouldn't. I feel like concerned is not the world. I feel like ready, like mm-hmm. ready to fight that. Okay. Like, cause you know, I, <laughs> I like it. I'm super confrontational, and I don't play about. She does not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I think, like, for me, like, you know, what lit a fire in me is mm-hmm. seeing so many. We talked about this yesterday, you mm-hmm. know, all three of us. But, like, I think, I don't remember. But all three <laughs> of us, like, just talking about, like, how we see white women in the media, like, copying our hairstyles mm-hmm. and making so much money. Yeah. And, like, being the pinnacle of a businesswoman and successful mm-hmm. and this and that. Yeah. Um, and maybe you that's are being not being ridiculed this. for doing this. Right. Okay. And so it's, like, hmm. to me, I feel like, ready to fight against that Mm -hmm. because I know like I want daughters when I'm older like Mm -hmm. I want and obviously I can't control the gender but I want (laughs) want daughters so do Uh, I do what I can right (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um and I want like my girls to like fall in love with their hair and different hairstyles and Mm -hmm. do so many different things and so it's like I have to be willing and ready to fight against that even if that means like that's not the career path for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I do want to work with kids. I don't know what in what aspect, but I do want to... That is part of, like, my life goal is to inspire kids to love themselves. And a part of doing that is inspire them to love their hair and their beauty and everything that they are. So, I don't know. I feel ready. I, I don't know if I'm concerned. I like that answer. <laughs> I do. What about you, Sydney? So, I think about this a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially... Finishing my career here at Barry next year, I think about my ideal self and my future self. Mm-hmm. I always have dreadlocks when I picture who I want to be when I grow mm-hmm. up. You know what I'm saying? Like that. my ideal self. Like oh, I have my little, my little law firm, and I just have dreads in this picture. Oh, and yeah. wow. The thing I'm thinking about professionally mm-hmm. after my undergrad, I do want to go to the Navy and then law school. Mm-hmm. I know the Navy itself has certain rules and regulations. Not necessarily to censor people, Mm -hmm. but for the sake of uniformity, which I can't understand. Mm -hmm. And I know that they have become more progressive in recent years. Mm -hmm. I think they have opened up some things. They've changed some laws or rules so they're not as rigid. Mm -hmm. I don't think that they are necessarily where they need to be. Um, But like I said, again, if I go into an interview and they're like, oh, your hair is unprofessional or this or that, it's like, okay, I know that who I am probably won't fit with who you are. And I think that's a hard line. Like, if that's 
if that's the thing that's going to keep me from advancing in a company or people from wanting me, just my external appearance and, like, hair texture that I can't control, yeah. it's not for me. Mm. It's not for me. Yeah. For me, I am going into music, the music industry, so mm-hmm. I think that's a place yeah, we exciting. are. Exciting. <laughs> exciting. <laughs> yeah. You're allowed to wear you <laughs> If I wanted, yeah, to wear my hair in a mohawk, I could do it. So um, I'm excited. But before, I was on the, the law track. Then I chose diplomacy, but I was definitely concerned. But I, like you, I was ready to check whoever would come for right. me. Right. Yeah, so <laughs> good. I like I like those answers. And one sec, what time is it? Can we cut this part out? Okay. Now I want to fact check like the Navy's rules on hair. Mm-hmm. I did see that. I did see. I don't know if it's in the army that they had like. Re- like lifted mm-hmm. restriction on dreads. I think, I think, For I think women. so. I think that, and I think, how do I put this? Armed forces have a habit of targeting students who may not be able to pay for college, mm-hmm. whether mm-hmm. that's because of their financial situation or for their grades. Mm-hmm. They tend to fall into a certain demographic, mm-hmm. and I think that if they want to recruit people from a certain demographic and they have laws saying, like, don't do this and that to your hair, they kind of have to. Mm -hmm. I think that's the case for the Army. Mm -hmm. It may be the case for the Navy. I don't think that's the case for the Air Force. I think that they have some of the more, like, rigid ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Draw whatever conclusion you want about that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. Draw whatever conclusion you will about that. Okay. So... To wrap up this conversation, I, and also thank you so much for coming and having this. Uh, you all brought up even more than I, I could have um, asked of you. What would you say to a freshman or an incoming student about um, just being comfortable with expressing themselves through their hair, or their style? Um, I would say, like, I don't know, just love yourself and do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Like, people are going to... If it's not your hair, they're going to look at you for something, like your body, your, you know, the way you talk, something. They're going to have something to say. So, might as well give them something good to talk about. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, like if they're going to be talking about your hair, mm-hmm. do whatever you want. Cause yeah. They're going to talk about it regardless. Um, I think, like, use your resources. So, like, there, there aren't plenty of us, but we're very friendly, very like welcoming people I feel yeah. like mm-hmm. like I love to talk about my hair. Right, right. <laughs> yes. Let's let's yeah. come and talk about it. Like uh, we don't have a lot of resources around Rome for you. <laughs> but we can talk about like how we do our like how I do my hair mm-hmm. versus how Sydney does her hair or something like that. Yeah. Um so really just don't be afraid to do whatever you want and don't be afraid to utilize the people around you and just befriend them and like confide in them for advice. Agreed. I think at the end of the day, you have to worry about you, whether that's your clothes or your hair. So your priority should be what you're most comfortable in, whatever style you're most comfortable in, whatever outfit you're most comfortable in. That's your main concern. As long as your hair is is what you want it to look like and as long as it's healthy, free reign. I think college is a perfect time to take every opportunity that comes to you. If you want to try braids, try try anything, try Mm -hmm. everything. I tried a wig for the first time yesterday. Honestly, Ooh, loved it. We'll do it again. First time? Right. Yes. It looks incredible. Thank you. <laughs> but definitely taking the opportunity um, to just try everything. And I know that Rome 
might not be the diversity capital of the world. And I think that if I had an extra semester or like another four years at, here at Barry, mm-hmm. I'd love to start like a like a Barry student enterprise. It's like beauty and barbers, just mm-hmm. something like on campus because it's easy to get like your beauty license like over the summer and just like do like yeah. haircuts or like braid outs and everything stuff and like I think that. Some like guys can... do cut each other's hair. I think so, and I think that if it were more like less like oh I know a friend who knows a friend so, yeah, who can like cut their hair in their dorm room. You had like a little ask. like Instagram little like do it at, like yeah. Right. Also get some money flow in, you know? Right. Nothing wrong with a little student enterprise little LLC. Good <laughs> idea. If anyone is interested, reach out to Sydney now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, y'all have, have covered it and have touched on everything I would have said. And once again, thank you so much for coming for to this pleasure. episode. Yes, and so the next part of these, this series will focus on personal style. And we will hear what different people around campus have to say about their own style, style and fashion at Barry, and what that plays into self-expression um, to them and in general. Thank you so much for listening.